like not doing a host throughout history, which surprise, confidants, we're not doing a host throughout history with Jasmine. <laughs> what is going on? Um, since it is Mental Health Month, obviously want to give all the trigger warnings and, you know, be respectful of Jasmine's story and just know that, you know, listen to your heart's content, but keep yourself safe and also support. We love supporting our guests and um, keep the comments cute. Um, hi. hi, Jazz. You're here. Hi. I was saying off camera, like every time Jazz and I do this, especially over quarantine, it's like, I haven't seen you in six months. I haven't talked to you like a good chat in six months. What is up? What is new? What is your favorite thing? What are you doing? Like, just give oh. me the lowdown so we can go on to the topic. <laughs> okay. So honestly, the past, like, month maybe like three weeks has not been the vibe for me <gasps> it was I was I was just literally in therapy at two um, <gasps> and then like, you came here <laughs> yeah god I love you you really are um, my fucking soulmate you're like trauma <laughs> let's go public <laughs> really um but I was just telling her that like things have been feeling like so repetitious lately for me yes. where I like wake up eat breakfast mm. work mm. let out the dog work mm. eat go to bed mm. like literally that is it every day and every day and I'm feeling like monotonous I just like yeah but then on top of that I'm not motivated to do anything else <gasps> Ooh, high depression <laughs> yeah so then I'm like going back and forth, like making myself feel guilty for not doing other things. I don't want to do anything else. Mm. And then I'm still dealing with like all my other right. stuff. Right. So. Oh, did she give any yeah. like helpful advice at least to walk away with? Oh, for sure. And I know like, uh, honestly, something that she's always telling me is just like, maybe this is when you just like sit with that Ooh. <laughs> oh i hate and love her at the same time i was like ma'am uh, ma'am <laughs> this is not why i pay you <laughs> to give me the truth exactly. oh i mean i've so. been spitting that out at people but it's so hard to take your own advice isn't it <laughs> So like send that uncomfortability, like get curious about it. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I don't want to sit with myself for 30 minutes. No, no. In my own body. That sounds That's like a I'm bad mad. time. <laughs> That's why I'm mad. <laughs> well, I'm so glad we're entering this just angry as we should yes. be at the fucking world. <laughs> no, but I think it's like kind of perfect, right? Like mental health month is happening right now. Oof. It's we're slammed with content about it from all Completely. angles. Brands love to take a moment and be a part of something and shove it down mm -hmm. your throat. And you're like, you're like, okay, get in the back of the line. But right. I think it's one of those things where we're also trying to be advocates and we, it can feel a little false sometimes, but that's yeah. kind of also our bread and butter is not being perfect. It's exactly showing our real true selves to the world. And that's, I think the most important thing about mental health month is like just showing that your truth. Exactly. And it's just like, I don't know. It's just so nice to see how other people feel mm. and to know that like, you know, you're not alone. Totally. Um, my friend Sage, 
Oh, Sage, writing that down for future baby yes. names. <laughs> their uh, Instagram is like Sage of Flocka. Oh my God, I love. Um, and they made like a um, reel about like OCD and compulsion. <gasps> I watched it. Yes, yes. You um, posted it. Yes, and I was like, first of all, me and Sage, we're friends and I've never like talked to them about this. Really? Yeah. And so and you had no idea. All, exactly. It was just so nice to be like, oh, that's a hey. friend that's like me. Yes. <laughs> so I do like yeah. the part of like, you know, seeing people in different ways and knowing you're not that different. Well, speaking about Sage's real, it is about the topic that we're talking about today, which is OCD. Yep. And I have yep. to like put it up front. That's probably the... <sighs> the symptom of anxiety that I know the least about, but fear the most that I kind of have seen things in me where like I was walking down the stairs yesterday and I didn't pick something up on the way down. Mm -hmm. And in my Mm -hmm. head, it went, if you don't pick that up, you're going to have a bad day. If you don't pick that up, you're a piece of shit. If you don't pick that up, you're trash like why wouldn't you just you dumb bitch and then I went to like why am I yelling at myself it's just a thing it will be there later and by that time I'm halfway down the stairs already in the bedroom and I'm like 15 seconds of my life were gone yeah I think I'm aware enough to notice when it's happening and fight that urge which makes me Mm -hmm. think okay I don't think I have OCD or OCD P necessarily but Mm -hmm. I think I have it as a symptom of anxiety anxiety for sure yeah but I mean obviously like hello you've been out and proud about your journey and I've never been Mm -hmm. more proud of you just being honest about how it is and the truth about it and sage is real was saying you know not everyone's ocd looks the same it's not always numbers or being clean or Mm you know um, I don't know all the other ones but I was hoping you could kind of like not only be our little expert but also (laughs) the expert to what is your experience with this? Yeah. And that's like, first and foremost, where I'm coming from here, because like, I've only been like, first of all, yes, everybody's different. And second of all, like, I have not been like researching everything (laughs) about this um, when it's not like pertaining to me, you know? Yeah. Um, but I was very surprised, like when I've started going to OCD therapy, you know, you do the little like intake forms mm-hmm. and there are so many like different types of like OCD and the, really? the symptoms and compulsions. Yeah. I did um, not know that. There's definite like counting. There is like, um, thoughts, Rumination. like just like, um, like think overthinking about your thoughts. Um, there is sexual things. Um, there are, there's just so, so many. And every time I get like a new therapist or go through new stuff, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I like, I think about everything that I go through. And then I'm like, Oh, think of all these other people going through this Uh. stuff. Like, yeah I can only, like uh, it's a yeah. whole community 
oh, of fuckery. Truly, <laughs> truly, it is just a lot. And yeah. yeah, way, 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 way more than like cleaning something. Which is the trope, right? <laughs> like think of For it sure. as, you know, anyone that's organized is OCD. Yeah. Like we know mm-hmm. society has demeaned the word, you know, same with panic attacks, same with bipolar. Mm-hmm. It's like this, I feel like is maybe the most overused and like mm-hmm. disrespected term of yeah. uh, the mental illnesses. Yeah. I kind of want to back up a little bit and just ask like, when did this start for you? And when did it start enough for you to go? I think I need help. Yes. Um, so when it started for me was honestly, around when I first got to Los Angeles, um, (laughs) a very, very light amount, but like, um, especially, no, you want to know what it wasn't a light. It was a light amount, but it was only when I flew. Like oh, I was, I was in a God. routine. No. Yes, it was only when I flew. So I am. Oh, I will. So I will list sorry. this out for you because I'm comfortable <laughs> enough Please. now. So before I flew, first of all, say I had a flight on Saturday. I would not sleep Monday to Saturday. Oh. I would barely eat. Oh, I would like no. nonstop be shitting. Like oh no. Like, just terrible um I would not pack until like the night before oh my god and usually I took like I would make sure my flights are at five or six a.m um just so so I could like sleep no so I could see like because that's usually when it gets like light out because you don't want to fly in darkness Mm -hmm. and so I'm like this feels the safest so I would pack like very last, last minute, like sometimes very many times I um, (laughs) (laughs) would like fall asleep and like wake up in a panic, like an hour before I have to go. Um, And this was like every time I have flown in the past five years, this is what I did. And so I would pack my stuff. I would call my Uber. I had to make sure I had a bag of gummy bears in my <gasps> Ooh, love bag. That. Not I mad know, about that. Like, Happy for that. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good um, one. <laughs> on my way there, I had to, like, if I heard any songs on the radio <gasps> that had to do with death or something, I was like, this means that I'm going to die. I would have to look and see, like, at least one plan, plane coming and landing in because that equaled my safety I wore the same outfit for the last five years on every plane I have been on um I had there were so many little things like I'm not even uh, like that's not even like the fullness of everything and yes that is what I did every year I mean every time I flew for the last five years and it's probably a lot of things that aren't named right like it's in your head I I say in your head I mean like it's internal Mm -hmm. no one no No one's knowing no no one wow and that's such a weight that I bet to even have on your body undiagnosed to just be like Mm -hmm. this is the thing I have to do this means this like you know step on your mom step on a crack break your mama's back like Uh I took that 
literally and it followed me into adulthood into like yes. the way that I take steps and shit and I'm like yes this is dumb and I never validate the sim- my my symptoms of yeah it, it I can't imagine how many things there probably are that even mm-hmm. like don't get named because it's literally a routine completely oh, and so when you got to LA Well, so in the years since, I have realized that I probably was experiencing this before I got to Mm, LA, not specifically with planes, but when Mm. I was um, younger in my teens and had like an eating disorder Mm. that definitely plays a role with anxiety and control and um, routine. Right. And 100%. I was very like, um, all the blinds had to be closed a certain way. The doors had to be locked like by me, like my parents could lock the doors in front of me and I would go and relock them. Wow. Um, and that was like before I realized 100% safety. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which makes sense with the airplane thing. Yeah. Um, and everything like that as well. Isn't it kind of funny that, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off what no, you fine. said, but like, isn't it kind of funny that it all comes from like a, a survival tactic of like, you love yourself and you're trying to protect yourself the best way you possibly can, but you're like, you're ruining my fucking life. <laughs> it's wild. It is like, it is wild how our brains work. It truly is wild. Yeah. It's survival, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, But then what I realized, like, I knew I had the plane thing, right? But never did I feel like it was showing up much in my Mm -hmm. life otherwise. But then I think it was about three years ago. Mm. When you popped Um, off in the uh, internet space. When that was probably like four years ago. Yeah. So this was like maybe like two and a half, three years ago, there was an earthquake in LA. (gasps) And that just... I think about you every time now. I'm like, oh my God, is she okay? I think that's become part of my panic. (laughs) (laughs) My panic kit is I'm like, are the cats okay? Is anything broken? Is Jasmine okay? (laughs) Truly. I love it when you text me. (laughs) I'm like four in the morning. Are you okay? Truly. Uh, Of course, it always happens when you're dead ass asleep, relaxed in your dream world, finally in your safe space. It's rude. I have theories. <laughs> oh, I would love to hear them. I will totally play into paranoia every day. Um, but like, hello, earthquake, lack of control, safety. That is no surprise that it is a fucking trigger for your OCD. Yeah. yeah so how does is. that manifest it when something like an earthquake? So when it first happened, I was just like very caught off guard, you know, and immediately went into like... um kind of the most it was showing up was in my morning routine and in my nighttime routine Mm. so in the morning I would have to wake up like an hour before I actually had to wake up and like do my stuff pick out like certain clothes that I was comfortable wearing which would take like a while because this shirt could mean that I was gonna like die this shirt could mean that my family was gonna die like this could mean something and then I had to like pack my bag pick it up put it down pick it up put it like wow and then going to bed was even like harder 
because um just the fear of like nighttime and something happening I would usually like sleep honestly like fully dressed with shoes on because and my and my lights on because I would just be so exhausted with doing my routine that I wouldn't even like take off my shoes or unwind I would just pass out and you're like Um, ready to go if anything happens yeah yeah just like you know I mean, it, it's, it's not surprising too, that it showed up most in your morning and night routine of spaces where you're alone, because mm-hmm. when you would come to work and when I would see you, you know, this isn't like an obvious thing. Like you've seen right. in like MTV docs or whatever, where the person's yeah. like counting the things and touching the door. Like I wasn't watching you do that in public right. spaces. No. And so to know how much you were suffering at home, Oh, like that's such a fucking weight to exist with and then Mm -hmm. go do what you do. It's not like you go to a nine to five and, and kind of like turn your brain on and off and work for the man and go home. You're like building a fucking empire and brand on your own back. Yeah. And I have to imagine that like, you must be tired. Completely. Oh, yes. (laughs) Yes. It was also like something that I've realized, of course, in the past year of quarantine is like this past year has allowed me the privilege to take time Mm -hmm. and realize my stuff. And before I was like, work, another club, another club. Ah, (laughs) She does love her club. She looks good in them too. I support. I, (laughs) I was like, you know, we have events to go to, we have dinners to go to, we Mm. have all that shit. So I was keeping myself busy and surrounded by people enough Mm. that it didn't come into play so much. Oh, interesting. It's like keeping yourself distracted. That's Mm -hmm. kind of like with, you know, panic or anxiety. The first thing you want to do is get your brain out of its own way. Right. Yeah. And so I guess like when I wrote the book, I had talked a little bit again, like as OCD as a symptom, not necessarily something that I manage, um, Mm -hmm. but that there is obsessive compulsive disorder and obsessive compulsive personality disorder, which is Mm -hmm. OCD and OCPD. I think I said it backwards earlier, but the distinction is that OCD causes the person distress if the action isn't completed or the ritual right. isn't performed, whereas OCPD is a relief almost. Interesting. I had no idea two things existed. Yeah, I'm not too familiar, to be honest. Yeah, I know. I, I had to do a little bit of research and like talk to yeah. people about being like, what exactly do you mean by like relief where it's um, it's not interfering with their day-to-day oh. abilities. Whereas like, okay. you know, everyone has anxiety, but when it becomes debilitating, it becomes OCD and yeah. it's a disorder, right? But what do we think about the word? And I know I quote you almost bitch, like every week when I say labels are to make other people comfortable, Jasmine Robbins, I say it like a motivational <laughs> quote, like that's on my poster, but like, we know that that's true. We do, but yeah. like, that was in the term, I think of probably sexuality that we were talking about or like dating, but mm-hmm. with mental health, how do you feel about diagnoses and disorder or label? Um, so for where I am now in my life, it has helped me, mm. <laughs> um, finding out that like, okay, you definitely struggle with OCD. 
These are the people that I should be talking to Mm -hmm. the type of therapist that I need, not just like a regular therapist. I shouldn't be doing like talk therapy. I should be doing a different type of therapy, you know, and just understanding more and also being diagnosed with PTSD too. Like I wouldn't like just grab that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And so. I have to imagine that those coexist in a way that we don't talk about enough the same way Absolutely. that like often there's a dual diagnosis kind of mm-hmm. involved. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. so. I obviously don't want to pry too much in the, into the PTSD, but like, how did that help inform the kind of explanation of it all? Yeah, well, I kind of like, I'm very much still understanding what that is for me. And now I'm at least just a little bit more aware Mm. um, about like what triggers that for me, which Mm. is like, great, but also terrifying. Mm. Like I was, um, me and Kate were like unpacking, like a package that I got. And there was like, you know, the plastic that's a bubble. Yeah. Um, they popped that and I like <gasps> instantly started crying. Oh, and you're like, like, who knew? <laughs> right. I'm like absolutely terrified, like crying, like a, a caught off guard, like just a just, total reaction. Yeah. Of yeah. Or survival just and distress. Yeah. 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 Um, and I actually talked to my friend Dan, um, who was telling me who has PTSD also. And he was saying that he there's no way for him to like describe PTSD but he was Mm. like when you're in just a regular everyday life and you're acting weird because of something Mm. but you can't talk about it that is PTSD damn Just for a quick break, my sweet confidants, you know that we are coming out of this pandemic. We are getting vaccinated. We are going back on the world. And I don't know about you, but I'm feeling a ton of agoraphobia getting back out into the world. I am like super nervous, which is why I keep scheduling appointments with BetterHelp. Come on, confidants. You already know that I believe therapy should be affordable, inclusive. Nothing should be interfering with your happiness, which is why I use better help. It's not self-help, it's professional counseling. And the best part is you can start communicating with a therapist in under 24 hours. Licensed professional counselors are specialized in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grievances. What don't they do? You know what I'm saying? Don't forget anything you share is confidential here. It's convenient, it's professional, and most importantly, it is affordable. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting an additional 50 counselors in all 50 states. Geography. We love to see it. And I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you're going to get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash CI. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash C-I. Damn, I feel like that's hella relatable. Like that could be applicable to panic a little bit for me. Wow. That's a good way of saying it. Exactly. I was like, oh, that makes way more sense. Like at least just like on the path of understanding. Right. 
Right. Yeah. Well, so you mentioned too about the treatment and not going to like regular talk therapy and going to like OCD specific therapy. And mm-hmm. I know you've, you've been doing like other podcasts and stuff kind of talking about it. And I remember you had mentioned Lele Pons coming out with mm-hmm. her, was it a YouTube series that she did about hers? Yeah. It was a documentary. That was the first time that I had ever seen what OCD therapy can look like. And it, it stressed me out to the point where I was like, I have to turn this off because watching her try to manage and struggle was like, couldn't watch it. And, and so Mm -hmm. can you talk a little bit about what OCD specific therapy looks like and feels like for you? (sighs) Yeah, it's, um, it's very different. Now I know what you're thinking, Kelsey, when did you become obsessed with cowboy boots. Well, did you forget that I was raised in Florida? Are you forgetting I'm a little country girl by heart? I even wore my Tacovas recently when I went on a ski trip with my family to Colorado. I wore my white Tacovas when I went to the Taylor Swift concert. And if you didn't think you would need cowboy boots anytime soon, uh, might I remind you that Beyonce just dropped her little country album and you're going to need some Tacovas. Tacovas is my favorite boot brand and they're bringing a fresh perspective to hair boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. And Tacova's is Western to their core, offering a bunch of other head-to-toe Western staples, trucker jackets, the perfect jeans to go with your boots, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it, and they'll get you outfitted. If you can't make it to one of their stores, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. Um, I love therapy and I'm like sit down let me tell you yeah about this. yeah and so ocd therapy is under cbt which i think is cognitive, cognitive behavior, behavioral, behavioral therapy. therapy yeah um which this is my first time being introduced to that in general oh, cool. so um usually with the ocd therapy that i go to i like go in um we don't basically like pay mind to the emotions Mm. that are happening when I talk about OCD because that's all playing into what OCD wants me to be so if I think about like and and talk about like oh well I have to do this because I love my family and I want them to be safe then I'm creating like a narrative of feelings Mm. when in reality this is just like something that my brain is doing that I am not connected to whoa so yeah that's important to not to know that you don't have to be connected to it completely whoa um so to just like go in and not talk about how I feel about it I'm already like pissed (laughs) because I have to imagine it's like being like don't think about a pink elephant and then you're like all I can think about is a pink elephant and exactly but I guess that's part of it that's part of breaking the habit Mm -hmm. and then from there we kind of go on and label the things like I do daily Hmm. and what I've done I've started with a new therapist who I love but in my previous therapy 
we kind of went through a like say I do 20 things a day Mm -hmm. and we're gonna rank those from the very bottom to like what brings me the most absolute stress and let's work on three at the very bottom right now so let's say it's washing my hands and walking away let's say it is um, only doing one turn of salt when I put salt on my stuff and let's say it is not checking um no that'll that'll create more um let's <sighs> say it's not responding to a text right away Got so it. those are just like three things mm. that I focus on and try to do that my OCD is connected with but I can take a step back from those and not have like a complete breakdown unraveling right. of my day so- and then you kind of build up. up. I mean, Mm -hmm. it reminds me of a therapy that I did to get over my claustrophobia of getting locked in the trunk of a car. Like my therapist Mm -hmm. was like, we're going to start at standing in a closet by yourself. And then we're going to work out, we're going to work out, work out. Um, that was, uh, middle is getting locked in the trunk of a car. Now that I've been able to do that, it's cave diving, which, you know, me, when I set out to do shit, I will do it eventually. And this is something that I have been not doing. So it's like, it's in the future. I just don't know when I'm going to try and conquer that fear. We, I can't even think about it without, I just, okay. Anyways, back to your trauma. (laughs) Thank you. There's no timeline on this. Um, so like for viewers and viewers, viewers on youtube.com slash Kelsey Darren confidants listening. Can you explain that feeling of when you're putting the salt on your meal and Mm -hmm. the desire to keep going the, or I guess like not the desire, it's like the instinct and obsession and the pull Mm -hmm. to keep going versus how you detach yourself from the physical, like, Oh, thing. Yeah. So what I'm working on now is okay. So when I have that thought in my head, it's very like it's quick it is but it's also like a step down from life or death but it is very like something bad is going to happen and this is the result like Mm. you have it all in your hands you have the control in this salt shaker in your hands (laughs) wow and so what I'm trying now to do is to, okay, I'll do it. And then I'll notice that this is happening. And then I'll literally just like take a step back and be present. So I will name uh, five colors that I see. Yes. I will name like four smells that I can smell right now. Yes. Five, four, three, two, one. Exactly. So that was something that I asked my therapist if I could do because it helps me. Um, I started doing that on planes when I did fly. Um, And I think it just helps me be more centered because I am a very like, especially with OCD, I'm very like reactive. Like I'm gonna, okay, if you're telling me I just have to turn the salt four more times. Why wouldn't I fucking do it? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, and who are we talking to? I don't know (laughs) the universe, me, my subconscious, like I I noticed the voice too. And I'm like, it's me saying it, but why would I ever say that or think that? Right. 
Like right. I would never come up with that thought Absolutely on a regular day to day function, but I, I love the implementation of mindfulness, right? It's like mm -hmm. the, the forcing yourself to reckon with the real reality that's in front of you mm -hmm. versus that shit in your head that we all know we could live in. It's cozy up there. They got cookies. Yep. It's inviting. You could be up there all day. And so do you find like, what are the treatments or um, exercises kind of like you mentioned that you find are the most helpful? Is it, you know, like I find like avoidance to be a thing that I know is not helpful. Like if I'm yes. like, I'll just not go back up the stairs. I'm like, well, that's not going to yeah. fucking help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Avoidance. Not so Very good. Very much is not. Yeah. Play in, in role here. Yeah. Um, I think that what, uh, it's so hard. I feel like yeah. Well, first of all, what helps me is my medicine. Amen. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, being on Zoloft, um, uh, I just upped my prescription. Congrats. Um, I feel like very good. Oh, good. <laughs> so, yes, yes. That's I'm awesome. very, very thankful for that. But yeah. other than that, I think it's first of all me like keeping a balance of like, okay. I, especially with how I think, I can't get obsessed with ungetting obsessed. Ooh, so, you know what I'm meta. saying? That was meta. <laughs> <laughs> like, I oh, can't make shit. it my obsession right. to stop being obsessed. No, because then that's like, you're going to fix something. And if you could do that, you would be a billionaire. Yeah, all I'm doing is just like doing Feeding it. it. Yeah. yeah. So... <laughs> I try to be present. Mm. And when I notice me doing things like something happened uh, the other day where I like have to put the remote control on like a certain cushion mm. at like a certain time of day. Mm. And I just did it yesterday. And I was like, wow, I haven't done this in a while. I was like, why did I just do that? Ah, like, why did I do that? It was like automatic. Exactly. And so taking note and realizing that and trying very hard not to do that, but also like, honestly, just, just sitting in that presence mm -hmm. and like questioning myself and not like, it would have been one thing if I would have walked away and been like, yeah, that's normal. That's what, that's what I'm supposed to do. You know, yeah. but it's and we're not. like, oh, she's in denial. <laughs> exactly. Right. So just like staying present, yeah, keeping check on myself, but not so much where okay. I'm like, you know, going overboard and stopping myself every second and right. stuff like that. You right. Know? Like, do you ever just go like fuck it and twist the salt four more times and go like right now Completely. I'm not trying to like work on myself? <laughs> Completely. Yeah. And it's like it's it's give and take. Yeah. Um, but I think that's like the gradual about working um yeah. up to that list of things that like, okay, what sets me off the most, you right. know? Right. Um, it's not all just going to disappear. Our, our minds are Beautiful. so wild. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. so I, I have a couple more questions in yeah. like, as it pertains to kind of like the culture of OCD, because again, I think it's maybe the most 
the the one that's used most flippantly within society and Mm -hmm. I don't know that I've seen a ton of media that isn't like super exaggerated with it so I mean first of all is this something you ever imagined your life being like and now that you're in it how do we help advocate it advocate advocate (laughs) you know what I fucking mean yeah (laughs) Um, I, it's so weird because I feel like the only reason that OCD is portrayed the way that it is, is specifically for like TVs and movies and film, because it doesn't mean anything to like the general public. If you say OCD, unless they see it, like you can physically show what depression is, right? you know, and, but if you just say, oh yeah, I have OCD. And then you're walking around doing, you're like, like, okay, exactly. But you need to show like being extra clean or doing something or something like that, Yeah, which, um, that is the case for some people with OCD, but not for everybody, you know? So I think it must be a majority. Like, you know, there's a reason why there's a trope of that way, because it seems like a very common symptom and maybe one that's Mm -hmm. easily to write off. And like, Mm -hmm. you know, I know a big thing was um, when Khloe Kardashian started having like a segment on her website called like close CD, where she was like showing different um, cleaning techniques and organization techniques. And at first people were like, yeah, like, that's not how you use the word. And then (laughs) people were also like, well, how do you know it's not something she's like off camera, clearly struggling (laughs) with, and we're trying to turn it into like a funny segment. And, you know, I think people are a little bit, uh, uh, like we know what the Kardashians do. So I mean, like I was going to say, we know because she's making money from it. Yeah, that's, yeah. How, that's how we yeah. fucking know. But, but I thought <laughs> I thought it really brought up a, a bigger, better conversation of like, yeah. are we doing advocacy in the right way for it? Are we seeing enough? Like, how can we help? How can we show up? To me, and this is how I look at, honestly, pretty much anything. Mm-hmm. Um, believe people oh big Just tip be- believe people that's the new one believe people <laughs> jasmine robbins <laughs> <laughs> like i don't care if we're talking about mental health uh sexuality uh gender like well, anything yeah. like if you're telling me this is what you have and this is what you think then like believe yeah i believe one. you yeah you know um validation but- support for sure. What I think though is very important is that we realize what goes on in society, you know, because there was a time during those times of like the MTV documentaries. Um, what was it called? True life. Yes. Where there was specifically an OCD one. Yeah. And every one that I knew that saw it was like, I have it. Oh. Um, I, I, touched my Walkman eight times today. I, I have it, you know, and I'm interesting. Like, I, I feel like sometimes there are like a lot of, yes, yeah. yes. And so I think it is important mm-hmm. to at least talk to people about it or research more. Yeah. And this is also where it sucks because like, I would love to say you can trust every fucking doctor and 
psychiatrists on this podcast. (laughs) We can't, you know. It it seems like it's not taken that seriously unless you're in that specific. Hello, that specific trade of OCD training. like that it shows up in various forms maybe well and even like I remember when I went to the gynecologist Mm -hmm. who she was like a all-around type of doctor where like we we talked about my mental stuff first and then we went into everything else um and when we talked in her office she was talking to me about like, do you suffer from anxiety or depression or anything? And I remember telling her when I was a teenager, I was like, um, I get really anxious about time. Like I, in my head, like if I go, if I have to be somewhere, I have to leave at a certain amount of time and I'll get very overwhelmed if I don't. And I was talking to her, which I still suffer from. Um, I was talking to her. Hasn't changed much. Truly. And she was like, no, that's not a thing. Oh. And I was like. I don't want you looking at my pussy if you don't even (laughs) listen to me in the office. Like. She was like, yeah, no, that's, that's not what I'm talking about here. And then looking back at things now. You're like, like, okay. Oh, my journey. Someone, exactly. If someone could have realized like okay jasmine was feeling this way about time had an eating disorder clearly about like control mm. like if somebody put that all together we probably could have like bippity boppity boop came up with a little bit something sooner than uh, like, a 30 year old with okay <laughs> first of all you're very very successful and a wonderful person and a good person and a strong partner and all of these things so i don't need to like gas you up but like don't you feel like also that it is time of being able to even recognize like we're in our fucking 20s we didn't go to medical school how are we supposed to acknowledge these things or name them or validate them ourselves we're coming yeah. to you to get advice and if we go yeah. to a town or a place or a religion or a whatever like Anything. i try and always give like little kelsey a, like a like a pat on the back just like yeah. i know you were trying. You, you were, were really, it's not your fault kind of thing. Yeah. No, I was going to say, agree. yeah, I was going to say I am heavily subscribed to mental health TikTok and <laughs> I really love the OCD community on TikTok because I think exactly what you're saying. They're a little bit more like blunt with their <laughs> yes. stuff of being like, this is what OCD is. You do not have OCD. Like mm-hmm. it's not something that anyone wants or um or can imagine how stressful it really is like you guys think Mm -hmm. it's just cleaning and organizing you have no fucking clue and there's like an emphasis on the severity of it that I don't Mm -hmm. see anywhere else and that was Mm -hmm. kind of the first time that I realized like oh my god okay so like I'm able to kind of compare and see the realness of someone who does kind of you know, manage and struggle and yeah. puts it out there. And so I guess like, do you see hope for yourself and others that have this thing that maybe we don't have completely um, curable yet? Yeah, I definitely, at least with like 
bringing up like TikTok and social media and people being more willing to speak about that mm. stuff and like Lele Pond's uh, documentary. Yes, huge. It's just like I I was talking to her recently. I was just on her podcast and she was telling me about like some type of experience where basically you know when we meet people and they're like oh I love you you made it so easy for me to show my parents Mm. what this means Mm. you know because sometimes sometimes a lot of parents um and like guardians don't understand mental health and generationally we know that is that's a whole thing (laughs) completely so to be able that we can at least make content somebody can show this podcast to their parent and be like I've been telling you like this is what's going on and this is what's going on please listen to this like use us we've been fucking through it we're 30 do you see these wrinkles (laughs) this is your proof Truly. Um, wrapping up, I'd love to get a couple of tips too for maybe like partners that have oh, a loved yes. one or something. Cause I know that that could probably be its whole yeah. own episode I could do with like yeah. Kate, but I'd Truly. love to hear from you. Just, you know, I, again, like I've seen TikToks where it's been like, my girlfriend trusts me to do her rituals at night. And like, that's how, you know, it's love is that she yes. lets him go and he really does and goes and does all of mm-hmm. it and like, you know, mm-hmm. spreads awareness, but maybe, I don't know. Do you have a, a parting tip for our confidence? I think the best thing that I have experienced with Kate period, period. is just having a partner believe me Mm. trust me and be sympathetic and empathetic Mm. you know you're asking for a lot from men from straight men when you say that (laughs) maybe that's like number one don't date a straight guy no that no but that's like that's a basic human like thing you would hope a partner would have but then it feels like an extra layer you're like asking for hey not just regular life but I want to be seen as someone who deserves that extra layer because I shouldn't be treated as a burden, but also this is fucking life. You know, this is my truth. And for me, I wasn't aware and didn't pay attention to all my mental health shit before in relationships. Mm -hmm. So I never dated people that were doing any more work than I was. Definitely Mm -hmm. not. Um, (laughs) Not at all. We have receipts. (laughs) Literally not at all. But having somebody that I feel is similar to me in my mental health journey Mm -hmm. and Kate deals with mental health stuff that I don't understand at all. But what's important is that I'm there for them. Right. And I have communicated with them about the ways that like, okay, what will make, what can I do to help you while you're doing this? I don't have to understand it. Right. I don't have to know it. Mm. I don't need to be Mm -hmm. anything like, how can I show up for you? You know? In a healthy way. In a healthy way. Yeah. <laughs> like that's so that should just be like standard across the board. That's like Truly. great just advice just for any couples with mental health, which is a spoiler alert, a hundred percent of us. Um yeah. <laughs> and like that's I always love talking to you. Time fucking flies by. I hate that this has been an hour already, but also 
I think it's really important, you know, like every time we see each other, it's always like gassing each other up, but truly like you talking about this, the same way that you're talking about Lele Pons, like that is what you are doing as well. Like that impact mm-hmm. and that importance to keep your journey as possible, like as comfortable as possible, sharing that with people is going to be life-changing for people. Right. So I just want to well, thank I'm you. also, thank you for having me and for yeah. like providing this community obviously, and obviously. even like you maybe not even like 100% relating, but yeah. opening up your platform so yeah. everybody can relate is beautiful. Yeah, you so have to. You. We have to. Thank you. We should just go back and forth saying thank you for the next. Thank minute. you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, Jazz, where can the people find you? Even though you've been a guest on here so many times, which we have to catch up on hosts throughout history. We I've got do. like 10 motherfucking hosts. I feel like the pandemic just was like, cancel everything. Stop all the up. fun. Yeah. Now we're fully vexed and we are. Please. We should bring back a host of our history, but tell the people please. where we can find you, please, please. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter under Jasmine J and on TikTok as TikTok with four eyes. <laughs> I was waiting for how you were going to describe that. TikTok is where I want to be. Um, Jasmine, I love you. Um, love you. Maybe like next Mental Health Month, we can get an update. Wouldn't that be fun? We yeah. can be here. Here we go. Here we go. Round one. A little journey, a little little diary moment. Uh, Confidants, happy mental health month. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Check in. Show up. Ask how you can be there. Um, And you know what? You can rate this podcast. That's how you can be there for me. It would make my mental health feel a little bit better. (laughs) I saw only five-star reviews because if it's less than five stars, what? Don't rate it at all because I'm very sensitive. Speaking of sensitive, the merch is out now. Um, Yes. You can also probably get the Anxiety Queen shirt on my website by now. I don't know. Um, Jasmine, I love you. Go enjoy the rest of your day. Um, I'll talk to you on text soon. I love you. Yes. (laughs) All right. Bye.